What is up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello. Can I tell you that these last three days are the oldest that I have felt in my entire life? (laughs) Really? So many of you know this, or some of you might not know this, especially if you don't watch the video version of the show. Uh, over the last year or so, um, I've lost like between 50 and 60 pounds, um, mm-hmm. mostly through uh, just dieting and not even really dieting, just changing eating habits more so like not, you know, not dieting doesn't work like you have to actually change the way you eat things and, and how much you eat. But I've I've reached like for the last several months, I've kind of reached the the plateau Uh, of my weight loss without exercise. So I'm just like, all right, well, you know, if I want to continue losing weight, then I'm going to need to actually, you know, do physical activity, which is not, you know, not my bailiwick, uh, let's say. (laughs) Um, So I I was looking for like home exercise stuff because fuck joining a gym. Um, And so I I settled on uh, getting a rowing machine because I hate running. Um, so, so treadmill was out of the equation. I don't feel like stationary bikes do enough. And when I watched house of cards, uh, a rowing machine looked really cool. And, and in doing actual research, like it's, it's actually a fairly decent, like, you know, it's full a, body it's workout. a great full body workout. Yes. Yeah. So being, being me, um, noted lover of irony, uh, when it, <laughs> when it, I, I ordered the, I ordered the rowing machine from, uh, densepixels.com slash Amazon, as you should too, if you order a rowing machine uh, to your house. And it arrived on Sunday morning at my house. And in unpacking the rowing machine, I completely threw my back out, probably worse than I've ever thrown my back out in my entire <laughs> life. And then to add injury to injury, as the saying goes, uh, threw it out again later that night when trying to pack up my my racing uh, foldaway chair, even though I was trying to be very ginger while <laughs> while doing that. So I so I pulled it twice in one night or one day. It's been sore ever since. Uh, I've not been able to use the rowing machine for its intended purpose because my back has been so sore, and that's been my last three days. Oh, that sucks, man. That sucks. I thought you were going to be like, man, that's exercise. And really, I, I did too much. No, and, I'd, lo- uh, I'd love to. I'd love to wear myself out exercising, but I, I need to actually get on the damn thing first. <laughs> um, speaking of looking relatively young while actually being an old man, let's talk about the Uncharted movie trailer <laughs> that released last week, even though. Even though I'm sure you guys talk about this on uh, the apocalypse, but I'm not on that show. Um, and it, it definitely is tangentially video game related. Uh, Micah, I am all the way out on the uncharted movie. Based on uh, this yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of agree. I think, um, I, I'm not excited for this. I, I don't mind Mark Wahlberg in a movie, but Mark Wahlberg has a very, like he's typecast in a very specific role for me and the, the mentor role is yeah. not it. And um you know, they they keep saying, well, this is a prequel. This is a prequel uh to the games. Like why not, like okay, if it's a prequel to the games, you're tying it to the games even more so than the actual name. But Drake is doing the same stuff that he did in the third iteration of the All right, never mind. The the fact of the matter is that this trailer, I don't know if I'm out because this looks like national treasure. This oh, looks like the mummy. Don't get this me looks wrong. like I'm st- I'm still gonna see the movie. I'm just not like excited about it. Like like yeah, chan- that's chan- yeah. Chan- chances are I'm gonna be forced to review this for <laughs> for the website, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, like I will watch this, but I I'm not I'm not going in with like high hopes my my expectations are i am i am whelmed by this yeah i'm not overwhelmed i'm not underwhelmed i'm whelmed like this looks exactly like what i thought it would look like mm-hmm. um i just wish um i just wish that this cast was different 
Like, I wish this came out. I wish this was, this isn't the guy. These aren't the people that I, I imagine when I imagine an uncharted film. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, you know, there's a whole big thing about video game movies and are they successful and can they, you know, can they work? Which is really funny because like big triple A gaming now is basically just taking all their cues from, from film. Um, you know, they're, they're hiring actors to act. They're writing scripts that, you know, feel like they, and have action sequences that feel like big blockbuster movies. Um, and it's funny that games take it, took it from the earlier days of film, right? All those people who grew up watching film in the, in the seventies and eighties, they're making these games that feel like them, but the filmmakers can't, they, you know, they're pulling from it's, it's the snake eating its tail, but for some reason it's, it's only going one way. Um, I think that in terms of video game movies, this might be successful mm -hmm. because it is, it's just a, it's just an action story, right? Like there's nothing video gamey about it. Um, but I, I, I'm having a hard time seeing Tom Holland and, uh, and, uh, say hello to your mother for me. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name for a second. Mark Wahlberg. I'm having trouble seeing Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg as these characters that I love. And look, I, you know, I, I will, I will criticize Naughty Dog about a lot of things, but I do like their product, uh, particularly the Uncharted series. It's, it's if it's what I want and it's it's what I like in movies, action adventure. It's what I like in games, you know, like not too hard, you know, like just in, it's it's I, I like what they're doing, uh, what they do. And but like. They're not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling and I lost my train of thought because I'm an old man well, and it's all to, the gray hairs. But to me, to me, like the characters is what separates Uncharted from Tomb Raider. Cause like those games are kind of similar, but Lara Croft as a character until the later games wasn't really, you know, developed right at all. Um, so I think it's important to nail that in this film. And mm -hmm. like you said, I just, it's going to be certainly a different take on those characters because I have a very defined view. Thanks to four games of what Nathan Drake and Sully are like, and mm -hmm. I'm not getting that vibe at all from Tom Holland and Mott Mott Wahlberg. Um, in, <laughs> yeah. yeah a, a, a mustache, a mustachioless uh, Mark Wahlberg to boot. Uh, you know, let's, let's take the characters defining, uh, Trademark, physical trade, visual right. trademark, because <laughs> Mark Wahlberg doesn't want to walk around with a mustache on. I guess I think uh, I think by the end of the film he'll you know he'll put on some sort of fake mustache, but it'll, it'll literally be at the very end of the film. Um, and uh, I I don't know, man. I you know Sully is a Sully is an old school con man, dude, and uh, who would who would much rather talk his way out of a fight then punch his way out of one and that is not mark Wahlberg at all <laughs> <laughs> and uh and tom holland you know i mean this might sound offensive but like nathan drake is your prototypical white dude right he's white guy the guy right like that he's the he's literally the everyman when i think of a white guy and which is why Nolan North and and um, what's Castle's name um, Nathan Fillion and and those guys like they all sound alike they all got Troy Baker they all they all sound alike they all kind of look alike because Nathan Drake has been modeled to be the everyman and there's a certain like world weariness that he has uh, being the age that he is in the games. And I just don't see it from Tom Holland. And I get it, right? This is a prequel, guys. But I, I don't know. Tom Holland has a baby face, dude. Yeah. He's got a baby face. Like, there's a reason why they're having him play a 16-year-old in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Because he's got a baby face. I don't know. I don't even know how old he is. 
I I wouldn't be shocked if he was like thirty. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I, look, I'm gonna see this movie because I like these types of movies, but I'm going in with my expectations completely measured. It's also not super encouraging when like Tom Holland gave that interview a few months ago. He's like, well, you know, sometimes uh, there's just some movies you do for the paycheck. And I'm just like, well, that's that's (laughs) not a good sign. Come on, man. Good old, good old, good old two honest Tom Holland strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) Unable to keep his mouth in check. Um, Speaking of Marvel, because I am apparently knocking transitions out of the park today. uh, You are. You purchased uh the guardians sorry marvel's the guardians of the galaxy uh video game which of course is the new guardians of the galaxy video game that is very specifically not based in the mcu in any way shape or form right down to the character models even though there's only so many ways you can you can animate you know have a character designed for a talking raccoon and a and a walking tree um it's well, so not based. It's yeah. so not based on the MCU versions that they have MCU costumes in the in the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, my uh, I've heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but like the only reason I heard of them is because I was like, "Who the fuck is Rocket Raccoon, and why is he in Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and then that's when I, you know, found out who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. And I'm like, okay. Um, but I think like most people, they know the Guardians of the Galaxy from the MCU, the movies, the James Gunn version. And um, this game takes its cues from that, right? Like, because it kind of kind of has to. But I feel like it's different enough. Um, aesthetically. Um, that, that I, I'll allow it. Um, (laughs) I think it it has your stamp of, uh, acceptance, I guess you could say like some characters like Gamora, I think are way better in this than they are in the movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, this Gamora has feels a little more, uh, fleshed out as a person. Um, and not just like hard and bitter. You know what I mean? Um, Peter Quill looks like, I don't know if you know who Alex Albrecht is, but he looks like Alex Albrecht to me. Uh, I do um, not know who that is. So I have no frame uh, of reference. He, he's a, he's a, he's a guy who used to be on tech TV. He's got, he's a blonde haired dude with a slightly chubby jowls. Um, but that's who he looks like. Um, in some instances, Peter Quill kind of sounds a little bit too much like Chris Jericho. <laughs> uh, which is kind of fucking me up. Does he? Does 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 Peter Quill have a wife in the game that talks about planning uh, insurrections at the Capitol building? <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, like I said, I assume that all white people uh, does does that, does Peter I'm... Quill feel that it's important to hear out both sides? Has, Pe- <laughs> has Peter Quill become basically the the wrestling podcast version of Joe Rogan, essentially? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. Please continue, Micah. <laughs> um, but the game so far, I'm in chapter three. I think there's like uh, 15 or 16 chapters. I'm in chapter three, so I'm still very, very early. But I dig the vibe. I dig um, um, the personality. This game's got personality up the up the yin-yang, man. Like... These people are just chatting and chatting and chatting and chatting and chatting. And you don't hear duplicate dialogue except occasionally in fights, which is very impressive to me, um, given the um, the sheer amount of banter that's going on um, in this game. I'm very impressed that I don't hear too many, uh, too many doubles. Now, I'm only in Chapter 3, so, you know, I'm sure this game is said to be like 15 to 20 hours. So mm. I'm sure Pete, they will get on my nerves, but so far they really, really haven't. Uh, so I enjoy the characterization of, of each member of the guardians of the galaxy. Now this game has been getting um, comparisons to mass effect in that you play, you know, one character who interacts with a squad of people. And um, this game, like, 
everyone knows by now, you don't control individual members of the Guardians. You instead control Peter Quill, and you give out orders to uh, your other characters who uh, specialize in different things. Groot specializes in crowd control. Um, uh, Rocket specializes in AOE damage. Drax specializes in um, stagger damage, and uh, Gamora specializes in single target damage. And the idea is to, in those fights, use each of those characters and their individual abilities to maximize efficiency when fighting. Because right now, you just I just have my two pistols. And depending on the enemy, enemies can be bullet spongy. But if you combo different um, attacks together, that's how you can get combo multipliers and 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 that's how you take enemies out, right? Um, the issue comes with uh, uh, issuing commands. So there's a button that you have to hold, and I think you might be able to change it to press it, which I think I might do. But there's a button that you have to hold to, call, to bring up each individual member of the Guardians that you want to call forth. Then you press one of the face buttons to, to select that Guardian, then another menu comes up that you press, and then you press one of the face buttons again to execute one of their four abilities. But you're doing this while running around, right? And it slows down time a little bit, but I'm used to the Mass Effect style of issuing commands where gameplay stops. Mm-hmm. I select a command and then bam, right? Like it, it they they execute it. Um Peter also has unique abilities, but there are already four other members of the Guardians. So in order to access Peter's abilities, you have to press the L1, the L3 button, which is not good because that's the movement stick. Like don't have a, uh, don't have a, a, a button. Don't have a use for the L3 button. Don't, don't put anything but sprint on L3 in any game. Ever. Right. Like that's literally the only command you need to, you need to assign to that button. Right. And it's just very, it's very odd and it's very, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel natural. So there's some, um, there's some handling issues I think with the game, but I, I, I hope that I get used to it. I feel like, in these three chapters, I feel like I've seen everything there is to see about combat, which kind of sucks. Um, I'm hoping that combat, you know, gets a little, a little more interesting. Um, like you get elemental weapons later on, I'm told, but you know, I mean, I, I don't think that's really going to change up gameplay that much. Mm-hmm. Um, the one other gameplay thing that they have is uh, something called the huddle. Which, uh, you know, as you do damage, you build up a super meter. It's your super move. You build up a super meter and you you press the uh, shoulder buttons. Uh, everybody huddles up. They Some banter happens. You get to pick one of two choices. If you pick the correct choice, everybody on your team gets buffed. Uh, if you don't, only you get buffed. But activating that move will automatically revive down characters um, and I think reset cooldowns, you just don't get like the damage buff. Uh, and they play, you know, some, some, you know, kickstart my heart or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a cool move, but it's something that I feel like it, it takes a long time for that thing to charge. And because it's your only resurrection tool, I feel like I won't be using that. Unless I'm in like dire situations where I'm like the last man standing. Uh, so it's a cool mechanic. I dig it. Uh, it's fun hearing like those 80s themes come on. Um, but like they they cut off like yeah. within seconds. Because this, this, like, this is also going to be like a fucking horrendous uh, streaming game. Is it not? Like, aren't there going to be DC so, takedowns flying around? Like so they have an option now. You know, accessibility in gaming is 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 becoming very very big now. Mm-hmm. And this game is accessible out the wazoo, right? Um, they have an option where you could turn all that off and just some generic like butt rock plays. <laughs> um, and uh, but they this thing is like super customizable, right? Like they have three 
difficulties. I'm playing on the on the normal difficulty. There's easy, normal, and hard, and custom. And then you can, with custom, you can customize like all these little things about like combat, right? And it's not just like accessibility stuff, but you can customize like how quickly shields recharge or, or um, you know, how much health you have, you know, like it's, you can make the game incredibly hard if you want to, or you can make it, or you can make it like super easy, barely an inconvenience if you want to. Um, but, but I, I say all that, it sounds like I don't know if it comes off as I'm complaining about it. I'm not. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying these characters. I'm enjoying the world that they're in. I'm I'm enjoying the the banter between these these characters. That's what's that's the secret about storytelling. Like we just said about the Uncharted uh, series, it's not the story, right? Nobody knows. Nobody nobody knows why Nathan Drake goes after a MacGuffin is the story, right? But it's the interaction with Drake and Chloe and Elena and Sully and, and you know, all of those characters. That's what you remember. That's what gets you in the feels, right? And this game has that. This game has those moments. And I, I dig it. So, uh, you know, if there's any, if there's any, uh, if you're wondering about it, I would say, yeah, go ahead and pick it up. If you can wait a month, maybe it'll go on sale, right? Um, but I'm digging it. And unless something drastically changes in the end game, uh, I would recommend this to people. Um, it's 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 fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm not surprised that the studio whose you know biggest credit is making two fairly excellent deus ex games uh was able to make a game like this that's more than the sum of its parts um i also heard like the the syncing which is a weird thing to get like nerded nerded out about but like the the audio syncing is like top notch with the characters and and things like that like the characters oh yeah dude oh yeah they really do look good because it's you know they some characters in some games have that like weird uncanny valley thing where like Ah, you're showing too much teeth or something, right? Like nobody <laughs> talks like this, right? Like it's weird, right? But no, this is this is is it's beautiful. Like it's it's wonderful. I I I really really dig it. Uh, you know, with with uh, characters like like Rocket, like we don't know what a raccoon's mouth movements look like, but every other humanoid character, like they they look good when they speak. So yeah, that's a, that's actually a really good point. I, I, yeah, I recommend this game. I'm having fun with it. Very cool. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy, one of many games that came out this week. Uh, some other, uh, highlight releases, Zombo Buster Rising, which sounds like a name that Carrie invented, uh, comes out <laughs> in the Nintendo switch. Uh, LOL surprise movie night comes out on the switch. Uh, the unliving comes to PC workshop simulator comes to pc workshops and workshop right. simulator because right. you know <laughs> live out your fucking uh what's the hell i i can't i'm blanking on uh the character name from parks and rec now ron i can't remember the last name it's ron swanson live out your ron, ron swanson fantasies uh on pc uh pumpkin jack new gen edition comes to the current generation consoles age of empires 4 comes to pc uh, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater, comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Plan B from Outer Space, a Bavarian Odyssey, comes to PC. Uh, Riders Republic releases on all platforms except for Switch. Uh, Sunshine Manor comes to PC. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, comes to Switch. Uh, Mario Party Superstars comes to Nintendo Switch. And that's it. That's all the releases for this week. Okay, uh, I was I was like, what the hell is LOL Surprise Movie Night? But apparently, LOL Surprise is a uh, like a like a Bratz doll oh. doll thing. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Um, okay, and you said Pumpkin Jack New Edition. I thought you said Pumpkin New Jack or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, I was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> extra extra downloadable character for the AEW. Uh, video I'm sure is going to be going to be New Jack with a Halloween theme costume alongside. 
fucking New Jack as Sweeney Todd. No, no, thank you. That is uh, <laughs> that is fucking scary, man. <laughs> uh, go to densepixels.com slash fans and join our Discord. You can uh, you can talk about a wide variety of things, and you can access uh, the post office. You can drop you can drop a piece of mail in the post office, and we will read it every week. Um, no matter when you drop it, we, uh, we are way more reliable than the, uh, United States postal service, uh, and FedEx. Sure. Yeah. Cause FedEx sucks too. Um, they all, they also, yeah, America. the UPS yeah. is also bad. So <laughs> they're all terrible. Just some cost way more than others. <laughs> so go to uh, densepixels.com slash fans. And while you're, uh, while you're on the internet, uh, in between, open up another tab uh, and forget about that porn tab that you have open right now and go to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Um, subscribe and then hit the bell uh, icon because that would really help us out. Um, since you're, you know, have that porn tab open, you've probably subscribed to that porn site for some reason. I don't know why porn is ubiquitous on the internet, but <laughs> since you're in the subscribing mood, subscribe to all of our podcasts. Uh, TN, the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema. We just reviewed a really bad movie called uh, The People Under the Stairs uh, that Jay picked because Jay uh, is poor at picking movies. Um Coming Distractions and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. And uh, go to nestpizzle.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 for the year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, which I need to uh, tell Jay that we need to record a new one this week. Uh, no Time to Bleed, uh, The Man with the Gold Tongues, which Brad uh, has assured us that um, the Metal Gear Solid episode will be out. Uh, Toot Sweet. Yes, would have uh, been as, done Sunday, except, you know, my back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we also uh, gave our opinions on the newest James Bond film, No Time to Die. Um, you can also find episodes of Upstage Conversation and the full 90 to 120-minute-ish episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Now on video, too, by the way. So if now you wanted to video. check that out... Uh, on YouTube, you can. And if you subscribe, you'll get the link to the full YouTube video uh, for Look Forward. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, coming Distractions, I know I just read Dune on there uh, with Jay the other day. So you can check out my thoughts on Dune Part 1. Uh, very exciting that we got confirmation of Dune Part 2 uh, coming mm-hmm. soon. Uh, one of the last nails in this coffin with this ongoing uh, Epic versus Apple battle is that uh, Epic uh, ha- had to make Fortnite die on the Apple app store so that other apps could live. Uh, Apple has announced some very large changes to the app store. Uh, Most specifically now developers can target users uh, telling them about other ways to pay for goods aside going through the Apple app marketplace. Uh, And they were forced to do this because of the antitrust ruling that was leveled against them as part of the Epic um, judgment, essentially. So you still have to, you know, follow all of Apple's terms and policies and and whatnot on the app store. Uh, but this is a, this is a win for other developers. Uh, not as much for Epic games, considering that Apple will still not allow Fortnite onto, uh, you know, back on the app store <laughs> anytime soon because they <laughs> violated the terms and services of the app store, uh, which the, which the judge in the case ruled that they were, uh, Apple was very much able to do, but uh, a small, a small blow uh, for all small game developers everywhere and really the people most excited about this i have to imagine uh the developers of the roblox game <laughs> are we uh are we done with uh with this god i hope are so we, i've had i've, yeah, I've, I've had enough of it like it was fun during during the trial like when when witnesses were testifying and it was fun when the ruling first came out and somehow both sides lost which was really the best <laughs> outcome possible for anyone watching uh, but now, but now I'm, I'm done with it. Like I kind of wish Apple would even let Fortnite back on the app store just to, just to get us back to a sense of, uh, of normalcy. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I feel like Apple's petty enough to just be like, nah, fuck you. We're not doing Yeah. This. They got enough, they got enough money where they can just be like, nah, no, nah, fuck you forever. Um, and look, I get it. Uh, as a, as a, as a petty individual myself, I, I understand, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, like this feels like uh, this feels like Ferris Bueller needs to come out and just be like, what, what are you doing? 
<laughs> it's over. <laughs> go like go home. <laughs> but an oddly, oddly uh, astute reference to this situation. Uh so in in some news that I'm like I'm surprised more companies besides like Cartoon Network haven't done this yet um cuz this seems very logical given the success of Super Smash Brothers but apparently uh Warner Brothers is working on a crossover platform fighting game uh merging all of the various properties uh that they own um according to the leak that uh came out on Reddit uh, we don't know who the developer is, uh, but the initial list of playable characters is just a smorgasbord of, of WB characters, including Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, Gandalf, Tom and Jerry, Batman, Fred Flintstone, Mad Max, and Johnny Bravo in this in this initial league. So, you, one, you're right. This should have been done a long, long time ago. Um, more people need to steal the platform fighter all-star idea, especially you say that (laughs) point me to a good one. That's not super smash brothers. I can't do that or power. I, I cannot, I cannot do that, but, uh, I figure if you, if we're going to get some more variety, you got to keep swinging. Right. Like they have to keep, they have to keep trying, right? Like everybody got super excited for that Nickelodeon all-stars and apparently their game is not that great. Yeah. Like, like everyone's on mute <laughs> to, the, and, to, to the surprise of nobody. Like who, who right. actually expected that game to be good. Right. Which, which is funny, right? Cause like smash has been around forever, but if you, you know, I, I, one, I need these people to, to make these things. Uh, and then once they realize that it can be more than just a cash grab, then I would want them to like, cause it's a, it's a genius idea. It's a genius idea, especially if you are a Warner brothers who has a games division, who has a movie division, and you can put all of these like different types of characters, every character that was in space jam you could put in a in a in a platform fighter. Um, so yeah, do it. Now here's the thing though. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't like any of these characters. <laughs> like I don't like I don't want Fred Flintstone fighting Batman, you know? <laughs> it just, it just it just feels weird. Because it is Fucking weird. It's ridiculous. Mad, Mad Max fighting Shaggy. From Scooby Doo, like it's like 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 you gotta have like some cohesion, right? Like Smash, Smash is like a bunch of disparate characters, but like they're all from video games, yeah. right? And they all kind of I can see them all playing in that world, right? I don't see Fred Flintstone playing with Batman. I just uh, I I don't see Gandalf giving a damn about Johnny Bravo. Uh, but <laughs> like they they they're too random. They're too random. Like, well, it's because they have too much to of an eclectic, to uh, too much of an eclectic catalog. And 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 unfortunately for them, they lost some properties. Like you can't put Agent Forty Seven in the game now because WB doesn't publish right. the uh, the Hitman games anymore. Um, I I feel like that if a company as big as Sony, who literally brought in Seth Killian to make their mascot platform fighting game could not be successful with this. I don't really know why anyone thinks WB will succeed where Sony failed. (laughs) Uh, Like you said, especially with such a disparate and nonsensical collection of characters in this game. Like I said, we'll have to wait to see more. Uh, I'm sure it'll be very exciting when this is first revealed. Uh, I am not going to get my hopes up. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, that this game is going to be good and worth uh, worth doing anything with when it does release, whenever that happens. Um, I feel like Capcom is the only other company that can do this. One from a from a, a, a character standpoint, and two from a gameplay standpoint. Yeah, I would I would agree. I would I would agree that they're probably the only other ones that that could pull it off. So we'll see what happens. Um, 
the last bit of news this week, uh, hopefully not a sign of things to come. So the so the Nintendo 64 and Genesis uh, premium Nintendo Switch online service was launched this week. And it would appear that aside from adding online play to these N64 games, which is why people were excited to check them out, um, Nintendo did not touch these ROMs at all. To the point where a couple of like weird issues have popped up. So like one issue is that Mario Kart 64 does not allow you to save ghost data in the game because in the Nintendo 64 version, you had to have the controller pack memory card to save ghost data. And the ROM is still programmed to look for the controller pack memory card in order to do that, uh, which you can't do. Um, apparently, for Sin and Punishment, the mapping of the controller has turned into a major issue uh, because you have to hold down ZR to shoot in the game. But holding down ZR kind of like triggers an alt button mode for the face buttons, which is kind of a big deal as well. And you can't remap the controller, uh, which is a problem. And because the Japanese version of Super Mario 64 was the only version in the world that supported Rumble, uh, with a Rumble pack, of course, uh, since they're using the North American ROMs, uh, your 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 controllers don't vibrate in Mario 64, which isn't like a deal breaker. But, you know, if it's a feature that's available elsewhere, why wouldn't you somehow find a way to incorporate that in? Uh, I don't know about you, Micah. This does not bode well as a early omen uh, for the quality of service that we're going to be paying 250% of the current Nintendo online <laughs> uh, fee for. That's just my personal opinion though. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I, I have no idea why people want to go back and play these games. Um, I, I, uh, but that's just me, right? Like I go back and I, I'll go back. I'll go back maybe two generations. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not playing, I'm not playing Grand Theft Auto, the, the trilogy remastered, right? Like I know a gussied up PS2 game when I see one <laughs> and that's all that is. I'm not going back and like, look, I, like, you know, it has, it has quality of life improvements, whatever that means. Like it's, it's a <laughs> right. vague phrase, but they're in there. Right. Like I, I see people are like, you know, uh, oh, that's hard, yo. Like, no, it's not. It, it, it really isn't. I'm not going back to play those games. So, you know, to each his own. But uh, I think I think people, I I don't know because it's like on the one hand, like if you if you want to like play those games, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell people. I, I really don't. Uh, you can't expect you can't expect like online play for, for these games that had no, you know, inkling of what that would be if you want like a straight port. And if you don't want a straight port, like there are updated versions of some of these games that you can play that have everything you want. Yeah. Like that, that's, like, that's like, the thing that's, that's befuddling to me is like Mario 64. Yes. Like firmly rooted in nostalgia a lot of fond memories of Mario 64, but much like Goldeneye, it has been surpassed definitively in the current game marketplace. Like Mario's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the definitive Mario Kart game to the point where I don't know. I don't know how they're not just adding DLC to Mario right. Kart 8 Deluxe because I feel like it's the perfect foundation for any future Mario Kart iterations. Like you could just add stuff to this game instead of putting out a new Mario Kart game at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Like So why would you want to go back and play Mario Kart 64 with its 16 tracks and right. you know poor poor physics compared to modern day and probably shoddy online play if I had to Some of those some of those tracks by the way remade. Yeah. Remastered. <laughs> and and the one and by the way not 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 a small number of tracks they pulled from Mario Kart 64 into uh Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And they were all the best ones, like like the ones they left behind <laughs> are the ones that you probably don't want to race on anyway. Right. I'll, I'll never understand it. Right. Like like you mentioned Goldeneye. Everybody's got fond memories of Goldeneye. 
Do you remember how you aimed in Goldeneye? You didn't. With face buttons. <laughs> you you, you auto-aimed is what you did in Goldeneye. Right. <laughs> you did not aim with face buttons. Though the option was there, you did not do it. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I, I don't... Um, I don't understand it. And then like, okay, well, and, and the game looked ugly, right? Like everybody looked like everybody looked like a, a, a watercolor painting that someone like put their hand on and just kind of rubbed it around. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. So yeah, these type of games, uh, I, I don't understand when it comes to technology and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm here for the now and the future, man. Like I'll go back, like I said, and I'll play a couple of of, of older games, and then when and then inevitably when I do, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing playing this? <laughs> there, there are there are a few timeless classics that I will that I will still play to a significant degree. That's old stuff, sure. but yes, for you're right. For the most part, there are there are better games now, right? That and those players are playing. And those timeless classics are like legendary games, yeah. right? Like that you can't play Chrono Trigger, right? Like I will go back and play Chrono Trigger, right? Because that is that is an amazing game. I'm not going back and playing essentially uh, 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 the the go kart version of of Madden '98. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I, I, I'm not when when there's a perfectly fine like current gen version of this game that I want to play. Agreed. So, so uh, um look, go to uh densepixels.com slash Amazon. When you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, you can buy a litany of things, like a rowing machine. Uh and then <laughs> hire the, the geek squad or whoever to, to come put it together for you so that you don't throw your back out. Um, or you can buy like a bunch of camera lenses. Like I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of camera lenses that I'm, uh, I'm kind of dropping into my wife's wish list um, in, in a not so subtle attempt to get her to buy one. Um, but when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, you help us out. You see, we get a little bit of a finder's fee because you are fans of us. And in return, you get what you paid for at no additional cost. (laughs) It's a a win, baby. Um, So, yeah, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. It's a a win-win-win. You get your thing. uh, We get some money. And Mr. Moon Man gets his his cash as well. So everyone's a winner. Uh, except for the middle class. Um, so we, we, we move on to the Dense Pixels post office. Uh, you can ask us questions by joining our Discord at densepixels.com slash fans, just like Daniel did uh, by saying he was a little late last week when he posted this. But the Dota 2 International concluded with first place, Micah, winning the sum of $18 million for playing right. Defense of the Ancients 2. Uh, Daniel asked what gaming-related stuff would you do with that kind of money? I think we're bearing the lead though, Daniel, how the hell does Dota have $18 million to give up? Like, I know valve has infinite money because of steam, but like, where are they coming up with $18 million to give to the first place winner of the Dota two tournament? Like, like the guy that is the best Dota two player in the world makes more money than like third, than like 70% of the players in the NBA, which is insane to me. That's so that's so wild, man. That's so wild. Um, yeah, because normally like big cash prizes like that, that that money comes from sponsors. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be I, like it wouldn't shock me if there was a 18 million dollar pool of money. But like the fact that one guy got 18 million dollars seems flabbergasting to me. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because. uh 18th place gets a hundred thousand dollars. That's insane to me. Just fucking show up <laughs> to the tournament and get a hundred K. All right, I guess. Oh, I, I suppose that <laughs> uh, what would I do with 18 million dollars gaming related? Um, I would probably buy uh, because in it because I'd, I'd be able to afford a larger house, uh, yep. so I, I'd so I'd probably buy a proper sim rig. Uh, for my racing with like a direct drive reel or wheel and like a, like a standalone rig. Um, 
I would buy better uh, recording equipment uh, for like streaming and things of that nature, which, you know, the stuff I have is no slouch now, but when you have that kind of money, you could just buy the best for no reason. Um, Cause yeah. fucking a, and, uh, and I'd probably overpay for an Xbox series X. I'd, I'd pro- <laughs> that, that's probably where most of the money would have to go, but I'd probably pay the premium for a series X uh, just to acquire one. <laughs> and then be mad when you do get it. Like there's nothing here I want to play. It would just sit there. Like I thought I thought it was a refrigerator. I thought I thought it would be uh, <laughs> Yeah, way, that's uh, it. Uh, I would, quick I would. aside, $99, uh, a reasonable price for that Xbox fridge. I was expecting at least 200 I would uh I would buy that Xbox fridge if they weren't all sold out and being sold for five hundred dollars. <laughs> So I'll get it on the next go round. I, I don't need it that bad, but uh, yeah, it holds 12 cans. So I just got to, the problem is it holds cans and I don't drink soda like that anymore. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, hundred bucks, whatever. That's, that's, uh, that's nothing when you, when you, when you got a hundred thousand dollars for being 18th best at something, um, Something ever one, I would also buy a new house, right? My house um, is a fine house, but it doesn't have a basement. And uh, I wanted a basement because I wanted a, a whole setup. This setup that's in this one room that might be that might be changing in a couple months, maybe, um, is uh, is all I got. And um, so I would want a better, I want a bigger house so that I can have a basement, so I can have a really nice setup, um, and. Um, I'd, I'd buy some ridiculously expensive television, right? Like I'd buy uh, like some ridiculously like 120 inch television. Um, <laughs> and uh, it would, it would all, and it would all be for, and I would have like, I would have it like, like I would have like an arcade room where I would just have like a bunch of one ups uh, all over the place. Oh, and, with $18 million, you've got full size cabinet money. <laughs> You don't, well, you, don't also, to, you don't have to settle for for imitators. I'm also cheap, Brad. You know, <laughs> <laughs> then, then you have to assemble them. Like, trust me, the the the, the one up thing seems great, but in bulk, I can't imagine. It's not as fun because putting it is not the not the easiest thing to do in the entire world. But yeah, I would I would create I would create uh, an arcade and um, and uh, have my son and all his uh, all his little goon friends. Uh, they can come over and. Um, and they can play, right? And I can charge parents in the neighborhood to come into my basement uh, to let their kids. I could charge parents to let them come into my basement for home. hours and hours and hours. Charge charging people to jump on a trampoline. Uh, Phil Wanderer <laughs> asks favorite acting performance in a video game, and why? Because we have to we have to re- we have to word it in essay form. So and why? And um, why? You know all the um, uh, all the big AAA stuff. You know, they I think video games uh, the the major ones have have mastered the the um, the idea of having um, you know real actors voice performances and stuff. Right, like when when Avengers announces it's a big deal when Avengers announces their voice cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, VO has has really come a long way. Um, I mentioned that even though I don't really care for the acting in 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 that game. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. spoiler alert for Spider Man. Uh, someone dies in Spider Man in Marvel's Spider Man, and it got to me. It got to me, and because I wasn't really expecting it, and um. And the performances from those two actors uh, did a, a it it hit me in the feels, man. It it really did. The first time I played it, uh, I I welled up a little bit. So I would have to say that uh, partially it's because you know I'm a I'm a super fan of the property and uh, I'm a super fan of the studio that developed it. And so there's a lot of different factors that go into that, but that's the one that that. Right in the feels. This might be uh this is probably a little bit of recency bias creeping in. Um, but I thought that the performance of Dice K Suji, 
um, who was Jin Sakai and Ghost of Tsushima was very, very good. Um, I <laughs> thought it was pretty nuanced for a video game. Um, like, like a lot of characters, especially video games, feel the need to go over the top. And I think that he actually played that part with a level of understatement uh, that I think lent itself really well to the to the subject matter and the material. But he was able to dial up the emotions when he needed to. Um, so I, for me, that's what I think of right now, at least. Um, I thought uh, I, I like I said, I, I think Nolan North did a very good job as well in all of the uh, Uncharted games for, again, take taking a character that, as you mentioned earlier in the show, is very, you know, stereotypical and giving him a real personality and that, yeah. that and, and growth and being able to feel that growth through. And especially in four, like four, especially was in the, four, man. Yeah. Four, yeah. four was the culmination of the work that they had done um, in the games leading up to that. So, yep. Uh, Anthony says, if you could travel back in time to the early 1990s and make a purchase that you could bring with you to the present day, what are you buying and why? Nothing. Oh, um, no, no. You're, you're thinking you're going about this all wrong. Uh, you buy a brand new copy of Super Mario Brothers 3 for the NES. You leave it in the factory <laughs> shrink wrap. Get that shit graded as like a 9.9 and then sell it apparently for hundreds of thousands of dollars because it's a collector's item now. <laughs> that's what you do you you know what you're right i i was thinking about it the wrong way i was thinking about it like what from the 90s like that i would want to bring back to have and there's no, literally I'm, 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 i am marty mcflying the situation as hard as <laughs> i'm 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 bringing the sports betting almanac back with me and and getting getting the thing that's worth the most money what else, what else would I purchase in the nineties? Uh, like a hundred thousand shares of Apple stock. Like, like I'll bring, I'll bring that with me. Yeah. You know, like, like, like yeah, these, these, I, these are all, these are all the smart things that you should buy. Right. Uh, but there's money. literally not like one piece of, you know, there's not one individual thing like, Oh man, this is, man, I really like that. I really like that, you know, Bugs Bunny and baggy jeans shirt that I had in the nineties, I really got to get that and bring it back with me. No, I can't. There's there, there really isn't like, can I, can I buy the economic boom of the nineties and bring it back to us? Like <laughs> that would be wonderful. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Your, your way is better. I, I like your way. <laughs> uh, Casa asks, can you recall a time where a game's early gameplay loop could have hooked you forever? And then you lost interest in a later act where the mechanics or status quo changed completely. Uh, they bought Inscription on Saturday night, played it for half a day, and loved it, and then it lost them the very next day, essentially. Do uh, do a lot of games do that? I don't think of. Like I don't think I, Yeah, I don't. I don't know of too many games that kind of pull the rug out from under you because that's generally not good game design when you yeah. shift gears that hard, like the point of the early parts in the games to teach the players, the skills that they need to complete the game. And then you build on those throughout a good example. Of this is breath of the wild that literally teaches you everything you need to know in the first two hours of the game. And then gives you increasingly complex ways to, to leverage that, to leverage those abilities um, as you go through the game. So I can't think of a game that, switch things up so hard that it, that it knocked me out of sequence. Um, at least off the top of my head, I can't, um, there are certain, certainly games in the past that haven't iterated enough on what they were doing that they've become boring that I'll fall off on. Um, I'm it's happening with Eastward right now. Like Eastward, I think I got through about half the game, maybe a third, um, uh, but they're just not mixing it up enough. Like it's just kind of the same shit over and over again. And so the, 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 compelling reason to play it is to experience the story and the story just isn't strong enough to keep me to keep me attached essentially so i'm, I'm kind of yeah. falling off of that one but no i i can't think of anyone that pulled the uh the old switcheroo uh on me part of the way through. yeah yeah i'd be pissed man i'd be real pissed i mean i the the closest thing i can think of is the uh is the first bravely default mm-hmm where you kind of play the game, but then it, it, um, 
but it's uh, I forget. I was so pissed. I was so you have, you have to my, basically like play it again, don't you? Or like play it multiple times? Something like yeah, something like that. Like I was so pissed, and I can't remember it because my brain is trying to protect me now. Carrie, Carrie screaming, Carrie screaming at her uh, at her phone right now. Yeah, but that first Bravely Default, I was so fucking mad, dude. I could not believe it. Um, I remember, uh, I mean, this isn't really a, a switch, but it felt like a waste of time was one of those Devil May Cry games. You kind of play forward as Nero and then played it backwards as Dante, which was kind of, which was like lame. Um, but, you know, the mechanics were all the same. Um, and there was one other example that um oh uh that nolan north prince of persia game uh <laughs> where you play that game and then you do everything possible and you do everything you're supposed to do and then and then the your companion uh sacrifices themselves and your incredibly selfish person your incredibly selfish character is like well but i didn't get to kiss her yet so i'm gonna undo all of existence to bring her back to life because maybe i can try to hit that or whatever his stupid ass reasoning was and you literally un you press x to undo everything you did um but i really wouldn't say that's a gameplay mechanic it's just like piss poor storytelling mm-hmm. um but yeah, stuff like piss poor storytelling, like people that games that drop the ball at the uh, at the at the eleventh hour. Yeah, there those are some those are some examples of those, but not like a gameplay switch up. Uh, and I'm I'm glad they they let me know about inscription because I was actually thinking about getting that, and to hear that it uh, does not have staying power uh, warns me off. So good to know. Uh, Cam go. asks, are y'all having a bones or no bones? day you'll have to explain this to me because the reference is lost on me i i i am uh i'm right there with you i have no idea we are not they, uh, cool enough um he also nope. says how great is it that we have king woods i'm actually very surprised that they uh that they put the king of the ring on xavier woods uh, i think it's well deserved i i have to eat all the crow because i remember one spot of time when the new day first formed up i'm just like why don't they just you know, make Xavier Woods like a manager and just have him like manage Kofi and Big E, like not seeing at all the potential in young Austin Creed. Um, so I was completely wrong. Um, he has a very promising uh, wrestling singles wrestling future ahead of him. So I thought it was very cool that they gave him this accolade to uh, to build on. I, uh, it, you know, it'll be cool if they do something with it. Um, I, uh, I, I, I just hope I just hope they do something with it. That's all. I, yeah. I want him to have a, a decent singles career. Um the guy can't be that old, right? He's in his uh, he's in his early thirties, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. So he's got he's got a good fifteen years if he still wants to do it. Uh and he still stays healthy. But I you know, the dude can wrestle, man. I, I hope they do something with it. Uh, yeah. I really do. Unfortunately, King of the Ring, not the Springboard really mean to success that it once was um, yeah. back in the day. So, yeah, it doesn't really mean much. So, and quite frankly, I'm tired of the King gimmick. Um, King Booker was the uh, the last time I really enjoyed the King gimmick um, because he really like leaned into it, and he, <laughs> and, you know, he was he was a fucking dickhead about it, right? Like they're not gonna make Xavier Woods a dickhead, so you know. I don't know. I hope they do something with it. Yeah. Uh, Terrell asks, what game has been on your regret list of never being finished, even though it was really good? Uh, so many, so many yeah, games. Way too many to count. Are good. Um, still have still never finished King of Zomalor, even though I bought it twice, played it significantly twice. Um, that's, that's definitely a regret. Uh, never did actually finish Final Fantasy VII. Uh, got to the final boss, never beat it. Uh, don't care. <laughs> Because that game wasn't that good enough that I needed to go back and grind to be able to beat uh, to be able to beat Sephiroth, especially in a YouTube age where I can just watch the ending. And it doesn't really <laughs> matter. Um, but no, there's there's several games that uh that are on my shame list. I guess uh, too um, many to count. Honestly, most uh, most uh, Ryu Ga Gotoku Studio games, the Yakuza people, most of those games. Um, I think I've only actually finished maybe 
three of those Yakuza games. Um, as much as I liked the first Judgment, got to like damn near the last chapter, never finished it. I had to look up who the mole was. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, well, that makes sense. Um, I like uh, this new Judgment, probably not going to finish. Uh, I am going to finish this Guardians of the Galaxy game. Uh, probably not going to finish that Far Cry game. I am going to finish Metroid. I just um, uh, I just need time to play it. But I feel like I can just jump into Metroid. But yeah, there are so many. There's there's so there's just way too many today. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Leonardo asks, "What is a personal fear or obstacle you would like to tackle in the coming future?" I hope Micah's is being able to swallow large pills. You can't swallow <laughs> large pills. I can't swallow large pills. That is no, hilarious. <laughs> uh, he said he says that he has bought a ladder because I guess Leonard has a fear of heights or ladders and has slowly been going up higher, uh, rung by rung. Um, I'm an old man now, as we've discussed <laughs> on this show, and I I have learned as an old man uh, that conquering fear is a young man's game. <laughs> uh, accepting your fears and allowing them to be part of your personality is what you do when you get old. So I, so though I have a few fears, uh, insects primarily, uh, I don't like insects. I hate them very much. Uh, I'm not going to be participating in like a fear factor level activity, uh, to try to, to try to face it. Uh, I accept that about myself and I, (laughs) and I will, uh, I will continue, uh, to live in fear every 17 years when cicadas decide to (laughs) burrow themselves up from the ground, uh, from whence they've been hibernating for all this time. (laughs) Uh, look, you're 100% right. Uh, I got nothing to prove. I got nothing to prove. <laughs> I got everything I want out of life. I got nothing to prove. Um, I don't like uh, dogs, obviously. I'm not going to get a dog um, because I don't want to take care of a dog. Um, I, and I have a fear of rodents. I don't like rodents, rats, mice, uh, shit like that. Uh, the most horrific thing, uh, movie that uh, you could ever show me was uh, there was a movie about a guy who could control rats and he would just have rats just all over him, crawling them. Like he could damn near shoot them at people and shit, like some sort of superpower. No, nah, man, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like that shit. And, um, and, um, and no, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overcome it. Right. Like I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to just look at a rat like in in um, in that new Suicide Squad movie. There is a character called Ratcatcher, and um, it was the most squeamish part of the movie for me. And that that movie has like a bunch of violence and blood and just people just dying all over the place. And but no, that fucking that rat sitting on Idris Elba's knee trying to be his friend. Mm-mm, nope, get the fuck away from me. You better CG that goddamn rat. Don't like it. I don't blame you. Like I said, not not a huge <laughs> fan of rats either, though I do not fear them. I do not like them either. Uh, but look, Leonardo, I wish you all the, all the success in overcoming your fear of heights because uh, more power to you. But like I said, once you're, once you're close to 40, you're not going to care so much anymore. You're not going to care. You're going to be like, what the fuck am I doing up here? I'll just pay somebody to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, what am I doing walking over a bridge? I'll just drive over it. Like, Get out of here. Uh, Ricky wraps it up uh, asking about uh, my thoughts on F1 in Austin this past weekend. Uh, really solid race. Uh, yeah, F1 was at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas uh, this last weekend for the United States Grand Prix. Um, really fun race. Just a solid race from beginning to end. Um, not a lot of crazy incidences, which is pretty good. Um, and the, and the race literally came down to the last couple of laps where it, was, it looked like that Hamilton was going to catch up to Max Verstappen and, uh, and get by him at the end. But, uh, Verstappen was able to just hang on, uh, to be able to run away, uh, with the win to, to now increase his lead to 13 points in the F1 standings, uh, with five races left to go. So Mike, it's, it's going to come down to the end of the season for the driver's championship. It looks like. Very exciting. All right. So I, I, it was, it was a very fun race to watch though. I had a good time and very cool getting to watch it at three o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern standard time, as opposed to waking up at 8 AM. Uh, now that they're on the America's stint of the calendar, which is very good. Excellent. 
So that is it for the show this week. Again, if you are not a member of our Discord, you can go to densepixels.com slash fans and join today. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show as well as the other TNP Studio shows wherever you get your podcast. Head on over, if you're not watching on video, to youtube.com slash densepixels. Hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell icon. That way you'll be notified whenever we post a new video. And of course, you can follow us all on Twitch TV. I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. Carrie is up. It's Carrie. And you can also follow the main Dense Pixels account on Twitch, which you probably should for reasons that we'll talk about in a future episode. But uh, more on that to come. But uh, as far as this week goes, that's it. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. And we'll see you all the next time. See ya.